Hi, welcome back to Rebel Movement Podcast. My name is Billy. My pronouns are they, them, or she, her, and I'm glad you're here. I want to talk about something today that I think is, um, I want to say it's a question I took for granted, but it's something that is, I don't know if I've ever explicitly talked about it, but it seems like something I should have talked about at the beginning. <laughs> um as to me, as someone who's been in the anti-diet world um, for a long time, or, or I mean, not a long time, but I've been in it for, I don't know, five years, four years, um, it's a given, but it's not for everybody. And while I know that, I've just never thought to put it, have an explicit episode about it. So I'm going to talk about why I will never compliment weight loss um, and why I would suggest that other people also don't um but before we get to that point i just thought i'd do a little catch-up little like personal corner it won't be too long it'll be like well i won't give you an amount just in case but feel free to skip forward if you don't care about this as much i will keep it short <laughs> um in terms of personal updates i'm getting well I'm excited because it's really warm today. I'm um, have been preparing or trying to prepare to start gardening and I got some seeds. Um, I kind of have an idea of what I want to do. I've been playing around with the idea of companion plants. I will just say for like right off the top here, I'm new at outdoor gardening. I'm pretty good at house plants. I have a monster that's taking over the bathroom. Um, but I have never had an outdoor garden before. So I'm really excited. Um, I really hope it goes well. <laughs> um, and I'm really excited. We're gonna, I think we're going to do tomatoes, cucumbers, peppers. Um, oh, I forgot already. Um, peas. Oh, we got snap peas. Uh, there's more garlic maybe. Although I think I know that's a colder weather one. Um, so I have some garlic plants as like uh, experiments already set out um probably more i just don't have my list in front of me so i'm just trying to go off the top of my head so that's pretty exciting um it's not quite gardening season here although it is unseasonably warm today in february i was just sitting outside it's one of the last days of february and i was just sitting outside with just like i have sweatpants and a sweater on and i was fine i was like i could work out here it'd be perfect weather to work outside right now like just sit on a table and work. Um, obviously, I can't record a podcast outside because it'd be way too loud. I did try once. It didn't work. I had to throw out the whole episode. <laughs> Although it was a really good episode. So I was a little sad about it. But anyway, I kind of knew it was a risk when I went into it. Um, other personal updates? I'm sure there's plenty. I can't think of any. Uh, oh, I finished. I don't know if I told you or not. I'm doing the Amnesty, Amnesty International Book Club. Um, there's one at the library close to me, like, um, a meeting once a month and we did, oh, I just forgot the name of the book. Um, a sleeping car porter. We did a sleeping car porter for the first two months of the year. We did that. It was really fun. It was my first time going to a book, actual book club. It was really nice. Um, it was like all of my favorite parts of English class. <laughs> um, so I think next is um, a book called Yellow Face. Uh, I have not started it yet. I'm waiting for the library to get back to me for my copy. Um, 
I'm also reading another series. Um, I don't really know. There's plenty of other stuff. Oh, I've been playing music. Um, it was just my partner's birthday yesterday. And I actually wrote him a song. Um, it took me like half an hour. I'm, I don't know if you know, I write music. I've been playing and writing music for a really long time. And um, I had kind of stopped for a while. And before the pandemic, I was in a band. I was lead singer in a band, which was like my dream come true. And it was so fun. And I had a really hard time going back to doing solo music after. I was like, ugh. <laughs> you know, I still love it, but it was like, it's, you know, it's not the same. So I, I'm slowly, slowly, slowly going back to it. And I wrote a song for him, my partner, which was nice. Um, it was nice that it, I mean, it was, it's a nice song, I think. But also, it's nice that it came so easily. It was like, um, on guitar too, I I play piano. I sing. Piano is my like main instrument. I guess singing is more also my main instrument. Guitar is like, I've always said that I don't really play guitar. I guess I can't really say that now. But like, I'm okay at it. I'm not great at it for sure. I never took lessons. I'm just sort of like messing around on it. I just learned a new chord though. I learned a new chord for this song. So, you know, it was definitely a present. <laughs> um, yeah, it's sort of that kind of stuff. There's more stuff, but those are the fun updates. Um, in terms of business updates, I can't say anything official yet, but I'm in the process of becoming rainbow registered, which if you're not familiar is a thing in Canada through the chamber, um, LGBTQ plus chamber of commerce that is essentially, if you're going to sum it up, is just making sure that you're like walking the walk and not just like putting a rainbow flag. You know what I mean? They're making sure that you're not just putting a rainbow flag in your window, that you're actually taking steps to make your space inclusive. Um, so there's a fee and then you have to um, meet with, I don't remember the name, their title, but you have to meet with a person um, and then go over. There's a long list of things you need three to four pieces of evidence for. Um, and then you have to sort of say like where you're at with all this stuff and they'll give you feedback. You do some work on it. And you, I think you have to have another meeting um, potentially depending on the case. And then it gets your report gets sent in and then whatever. Um, I've had one meeting, um, gave my evidence and they had no feedback. So they're sending in the report and I just have to wait. Um, I had met with a really, really, really nice person and um yeah, I'm so I'm, I'm just I can't say anything for sure, but I am in the process, I will say. Um, so that's really nice. And then I'm looking into thinking about teaching some in person classes in Prince Edward County this spring slash summer. Um, nothing official yet again, but I am looking into it, which is kind of fun. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's basically it. So um well if you want to stay more and more up to date with some of those other things like the littler things or i guess not littler things some of those are pretty big um if you want to stay up to date with that stuff you want to hear about what's going on in my life you want to hear what's going on in my business subscribe to my newsletter it's all in the magical link below i literally called it magical link for everything i think um follow me on instagram at move with billy i am on tiktok and facebook too um I'm a little bit better at Facebook than I used to be. Um, if you want to have like an actual chat with me, Instagram is where I will probably more likely answer you. Um, and yeah, I post stuff on there all the time about what's going on with me. Um, it's a little bit more personal. 
just a little bit more space for more personal. My newsletter though is the place that I would for sure. Um, I would say that's another number one, partially because that is a list that I actually have um, control over. Like I actually own that list um, and anything can happen on Instagram. They can just take down your account for no reason. So if you want to support me, go to my newsletter um, and I will, you'll hear from me a couple of times a week. All right. So I know that actually, depending on where you're at in your history with um, movement, weight, eating, you might have a different response to this topic. Um, and I won't assume that everyone listening to this topic or to this episode has been around for a while. Um, maybe this is your first ever episode, in which case it's kind of an interesting insight because um, you might not necessarily know where I'm coming at, coming from. Um, it's just interesting. It's interesting. Um, there are quite a few reasons that I will never compliment someone's weight. Um, weight in general, but this particular episode is about weight loss. Um, some of them that are probably a little bit, I don't, I don't want to necessarily say more obvious. Um, but well, you know what? We'll just go into it. I'll, I'll, I have this habit of like over explaining myself before I've actually explained myself. Um, and honestly, if we're going to get real, real intimate, um, I think it stems from trauma <laughs> of feeling like not heard. Um, so it's, and so I, it just became like a habit. I'm going to try really hard to just not over explain things and just tell you things. Cause you know, if you're listening to this podcast, you know, that this is like, I am not the world's number one expert in anything. Like no one is, well, there are some people, but we're just people. We're just talking. I'm doing my best to be, you know, accurate and mindful and informed, but I am not the number one expert of all things. You know what I mean? Um, so, you know, I don't need to necessarily give you disclaimers every single time I talk about anything. Um, complimenting someone's weight is problematic for so many reasons. One of them is that you actually don't know why they lost weight. It's maybe, you know, from firsthand, secondhand experiences, it's very common to lose weight because of stress, because of emotional health um, emergencies about me like mental health status or um, not status, mental health, like how your mental health is. Um, it's really common to lose weight when you're facing like physical illness, whether it's like you have the flu or whether it's because you are diagnosed with cancer or maybe you have a chronic illness. Maybe you're not able to eat because of an illness. Um, and maybe you lost this weight from an eating disorder. A lot of these ways will leave eating disorder out of this particular one just for now because it's a little bit more complicated um, and we'll get to that in a second. But a lot of these things have intense suffering connected to it. Um, so if you've just gone through, like you've just had a flu for like a week and a half or two weeks, whatever, 
and you've lost weight and the people are like, wow, you look so good. And you're like, thanks. I just sweat and was like dying for like two, a week and a half. It doesn't necessarily feel great. You know what I mean? Um, also the whole statement of you look really good. You like, you have, you lost weight. Ugh. Just don't do it. Just don't say that. Don't say that. Um, just don't, just don't go there. Also, if, you know, if it's something like going, someone's going through cancer, like, or, or other illness, like, you know, serious illnesses, like that they probably don't feel great. You don't know what it means that they've lost that weight. Maybe they actually can't eat and they're feeling absolutely horrible in their body. Maybe they have no energy. Maybe they're having a really bad mental health crisis. And it's just, just, there's so much we don't know about what people are going through. We cannot assume we know by looking at them. And this is a, st a situation where it's so normalized that we can just assume that so if someone's lost weight, they're healthier. And maybe if you're not in the anti-diet world, this these first part things might make more sense to you for now. But um, it's just, you just can't look at someone and tell their health. You can't look at someone and know how they're doing. And it doesn't make sense if you really think about it that we would compliment someone's weight. We think they look good when they maybe are actually in the worst point of their whole life. It's going to feel pretty fucking shitty to the person if they hear that, you know what I mean? Depending on where they're at. Um, the other thing is like I was um, alluding to or saying is that it also could be from um, eating disorder. And just in case you haven't been there, when you are in an eating disorder, when you're um, in that mindset or you're in that space, which kind of is just becomes a part of you, like it does get a little bit better, but it's something that you have kind of have to live with and contend with um, throughout your life. When someone, when you're anyway, when you're in it and someone compliments your weight, it does feel good. However, often it's never enough. And you didn't get to this smaller size with any healthy behavior. It's all so disordered. And it's all hate. It's so much hate of your body. So much hate of food. Like, hate is the fuel. And it is basically the only thing you eat depending on where you're at or maybe you're binging, whatever, there is still pure hate in most of the things you do. And the only way you think about your body is that, and no matter how much weight you've lost, um, it's never enough. And so these, these compliments, while they may in those moments feel good, they also are not complimenting a good time in your life and they're adding fuel to the fire because often people will think, Oh, what I'm doing is working. I should keep doing it. And no, we should not, we can't see that then, but you don't know what you're complimenting when you're complimenting someone's weight loss. You might become be complimenting behavior that has is completely wrecking this person's life and they might be 
fueled on self-hatred and they might be really putting themselves at risk and in danger. Their lives might be in danger because of their behavior and you're complimenting the, what the work they're doing. You see, can you see how that would be not, might be problematic? So now going into kind of a different, I guess we'll get a little deeper into it. So those are the things that, um, I have thought about a lot. Um, and those part, those reasons for not complimenting weight loss have been around in my, in my head for a long time. Um, and actually, no. Okay. I'm going to give you some personal examples when I'm done. Um, when I'm done saying these reasons, because maybe it'll be, maybe it'll hit home a little bit more if it's personal. Um, and that's probably why you're listening to this too. You maybe to get informed also to hear my opinion and my experience with it. Um, the other thing you're in it, like inadvertently saying when you're complimenting someone's weight loss is that their body holds more value now that it's smaller. I'm going to say that one more time because it needs to stick. When you're complimenting someone's weight loss, whether you mean to say this or not, you are telling them their body is more has more value now that it takes up less space. That is not okay or accurate. And I'm going to tell you right now, just in case you're like, oh my God, I've totally done this before. I'm not saying you need to think back on every single time you've said this and feel like the worst person in the world. If you're in diet culture, you don't know better, right? I'm providing you reasons that to think about next time that you might want to say it or um, I'm coming back to my values as well with this, but I'm not, I'm not saying you are a villain. So if you're just getting caught up in, in shame, like feel your feelings, process some of the stuff and maybe, yeah, do recognize that maybe you've said some problematic things. I've said some problematic things um, in my past. We all have. And we can learn from them and be do better. You know better, do better. Okay? All right. Um, it is not true that small bodies have more value than bigger bodies. It's not. It's not true that you are more likely to be loved or successful or you're a better person or you're more beautiful or more sexy if you're smaller. It's not size dependent. And diet culture has told us <clears throat> that it is like diet culture has basically told us that we have to be like being fat is a, like a, a risk socially. It's now taught us that you won't be accepted. You won't be loved. You won't be whatever. And it's based on a lie. It's not true. You always have value. You always have, and you always will. Sorry. I just had to stop to drink. I guess I paused this. So you didn't know I had to stop drinking water. I've been, had a cold for like a week and a half. Um, and it's that I'm at like mostly better, but I'm at that stage where you just like cough randomly all the time. Um, leads me to my next point, which could be a whole episode in itself. And maybe I will make it an episode. Um, science has shown that weight is actually not a reliable indicator of health. It's actually proven weight is not a reliable indicator of health. Um, and diet culture at its very core is so problematic 
it's based like so problematic beyond the things that we've already said and we've just touched on some things right we haven't like deep diving deep dived deep divin we haven't um we haven't done an in-depth look <laughs> at at some of these things for now we're just going you know we're answering one part of this bigger situation um but also it, diet culture is based on ableist and racist rhetoric and we're not we're not okay with that here that goes against all of our values all of my values um so my space when i'm working with you one on one when i'm working with you in a group um is intentionally anti diet it's intentionally weight inclusive it's um we don't want any diet culture anywhere near here. And I totally am supportive of wherever you're at in your journey. Maybe you are still dieting. Maybe you're still, you know, you have weight loss goals. Um, I'm not, I'm not knocking that you, your journey is your own. I don't know your story. I don't know your history. And I'm never going to assume that I do. And I'm never going to assume that I'm the expert on your story. I am not saying that your choice in this what diet or this weight loss is um, makes you a bad person. Um, I am all for supporting doing hard things and supporting feeling better in your body. But I will not compliment weight loss because of these things. I don't want to tell you, um, I don't want to celebrate in a way that is telling past versions of you that it, they weren't good enough. I don't want to celebrate you in a way that makes other people in the room feel not good enough if they're in bigger bodies. I don't want to celebrate diet culture's ideal, in quotes, ideal size. I want to, like with the rainbow registration thing, I don't want to just talk the talk. I want to walk the walk. I want to be all of my actions and all of my decisions as much as I possibly can to reflect that I don't believe that... Um, diet culture is right. That I am don't believe that weight is a important factor of health or it is an important factor of how you should be treated. I want to actually do the opposite and I want to stand up and against diet culture and um, rebel against it and um, say like I don't know I, there feels like there's not a strong enough word but I want to rebel and make sure that people around me know that I'm I that we deserve better that they deserve better that it should not be the case that fat people are more likely to be not hired in a, in a job interview. They're more likely to be paid less. They're more likely to be um, treated differently by doctors, not treated by doctors, not being taken seriously by doctors. 
they're more likely to be bullied or face harm online, in person. Um, they're more likely to be judged on their abilities and their life. They're more likely to be judged as like lazy. I'm not okay with that. And I'm going to make sure my values are being translated in what I'm saying and how I'm acting. Um, but I also am trying to do that in a way that is also not saying like you are bad or you are, you fucked up if you've in your past um, done these things, or maybe you're still, like I said, maybe you are still currently needing to be on a diet for whatever reason. I am not telling you that I'm against you. You know what I mean? It's the system. It's the system I'm against. Hopefully that translates. Um, and I wanted to give a couple of examples. I I'm, I know for sure there's more. Um, and but I can't remember a lot of them because it's, uh, well, I have trauma. And it means that my memory of me being younger is not super existent currently. Um, but it's getting more and more developed as we go. After therapy. <laughs> um, super great. Okay. Now I can't remember the first point that I said. Oh, okay. See, I did a good job of organizing this. I often flip-flop all the all, all around the place. It's a little bit less, not organized just because I'm neurodivergent. And this is... You're just getting me at, like, the way my brain works. But I feel like I did a really good job of organizing today. But then I almost forgot everything I was going to say here. <laughs> but I remembered, so there's another win. Okay. Um, when I was younger... Uh, high school, maybe I was struggling with eating disorders um, and self-harm and other non other just difficult behaviors, not behaviors, difficult things. And uh, I had been struggling with weight loss or weight with not weight loss with an eating disorder for, I don't know, a year or so. Um, like all of high school. I think I started in maybe summer of grade eight, maybe before that even actually it got worse then. Um, but I had already had eating their disordered eating. And, um, at one point I was, um, over exercising, under eating and just engaging in some other, um, eating disorder behaviors, that meant that I lost quite a bit of weight in a small amount of time. And um, a parent figure, my mom, complimented my weight loss um, and said I was looking really good and I must be happy. It's not the only time they said that. It's happened a couple times in my life. Um, and... And it's really hard to sum up how I felt then. Um, but it was not good. Like, it was a little, you know, like I said, when you're in an eating disorder and you're getting out external feedback that um, your body is smaller, it... The important thing um, wasn't and shouldn't have been the way my body looked. It should have been how I was doing physically and emotionally. And, um, that wasn't seen. It was just kind of written off as like, Oh, it must be good because you know, your body is smaller. Um, and also just, um, 
I mean, I don't know if I have really have the words to explain because it was so long ago, but it is really sad to look back. Like I'm sure in the moment it felt good. It's really sad to look back and see those things. And it hurts um, because it did teach me that. And a couple of other similar things did teach me that I thought I was going to be loved more when I was, my body was smaller. So when I gained weight back, which happens with eating disorders and diets um, because diets don't work um, is that I felt like I was no longer going to be loved. Basically I felt like at risk and there's other reasons for that too. Like my, I like, if you've been around for a while, you already know that my, um, I grew up in an emotionally and um, I grew up in an emotionally, or I, I grew up in an abusive home. Um, and there was other reasons that I felt those things, but those were moments that did stick out and do stick out. And um, if you are hearing this and you're like, Oh no, I've done that with my daughter or my son or my kid or to my friend, um, they might remember it still, for sure. But if your overall behavior has been that you love them and you are there for them and you'll take accountability and you are your actions show that you love them, they'll know that. They know that. You know what I mean? It's not, life isn't just about that one moment. It's neither relationships it's about the bigger picture and if the bigger picture was that you love them they know that you know like forgive yourself um yeah and i know there was other moments but there's oh i'm this one is not my story. I'm going to keep it anonymous. It's for someone I, they're not, I don't really talk to them anymore. Someone I knew a f quite a few years ago, they were having the worst, um, like physical health couple of years of their life. And they had, their body had gotten significantly smaller and they kept losing weight. And it was just a reminder of how sick they were when people would com compliment their size. Um, and it just was a constant reminder of how all the, all the things they were going through and how bad they were feeling in their body and being complimented just made them feel worse, which I can totally get. Um, I've had, you know, like my, I've known people who've had cancer and who've gotten, you know, they got really sick and they lost a lot of weight and, it's not, you know, in those moments and in when you're recovering from weight or from um, eating disorders, it's often, not always, but it's often um, gaining weight or being able to sustain your weight that is a really big deal and should sometimes be complimented. Um, but again, just don't comment on anyone's weight, period. Only time that would be okay is if you know your friend is trying to recover from eating disorder and they're trying to put on, you know, weight 
and that you know that and you know that it's a safe thing, then you might say, you're doing so great. You look so good. Like you look so healthy. I would still be careful how you're saying it. You might just say like, you look healthy or just don't ever comment on people's bodies. When I'm saying that you could say that you look healthy, I mean like with your bestie. You know what I mean? Um, the other thing I want to say here just before we wrap up is that I also was, as I said, in diet culture. I was, I had struggled with eating disorder. I, for many years, um, like believed all the shit that diet culture has taught us. Um, and I know that I've said some problematic things to friends or to people who I knew in my life. Um, I know I've probably commented on people's weight loss in, in a complimentary way when I was younger. And I do still some, I do feel bad about it. Sometimes there's a couple moments where um, they stick out and um, not with this particular thing, but um, this maybe should be another episode, but I used to say that I felt fat and um, that is another phrase that can cause, first of all, cause a lot of harm. Um, especially if you are in a straight sized or smaller sized body and there are, um, and the person you're talking to is bigger. It is sending the message again, that their body has less value or there's something bad or evil or whatever about their size, which is not true. And I know that now. I did not know that then. Um, and I caused harm. And I know I caused harm by using, I'm sure, complimenting people's weight. And like I said, I'm not... Um, I, I am not perfect. I'm a human just like you. Um, you're, you know, my mom is a human just like me. We all fuck up. We all do our best. Well, no, a lot of us do our best. <laughs> and um, we, what I think is important is taking accountability and learning to do better and then doing better of like actually going through the process of learning in this case, walking the walk would look like learning why diet culture is bullshit, which you can learn on my website um, under the resources page, you can learn on the Rebel Movement 101 e-course, um, some of these podcast episodes from Maintenance Phase, from Sabrina String's book, Fearing the Black Body, from Aub Aubrey Gordon's books. Um, there's so many resources out there. And then it looks like checking in on your behavior and some of the things you say. Like, do you are you a person that says, I feel fat? Are you a person that has complimented weight loss? Stop doing those things. And then learn why you're stopping doing those things. And then listen to the folks around you and keep doing this work and keep checking in because it's layered work. It's not like, I mean, I really wish we could do some of these things once and be like, okay, cool. I'm done with that one course and I'm good. It's a little more introspective and it comes in layers and it comes in phases and seasons and it's just kind of always changing. If you are a person who's really new at this and you are wanting to do some of this work, um, and kind of some of this like assessing how diet culture and that has affected you and your relationship with your body and movement and others. Um, that is a situation where we might work one-on-one, -on -one, which I love to do 
Um, and it is a service I provide. So if you're interested in that, you can get a free um, 30 minute consult. There should be a link in the show notes um, or it's on my website under private coaching. Um, or again, DM me on Instagram. Let me know how this sits with you, how this felt to hear. Um, let me know if there's other phrases you want me to go into, if there's other specific parts of this. I want to know the things about um, diet culture, movement, yoga, um, whatever, all the questions you may have. Because like I said at the beginning, if I'm in this world for a long time, sometimes it doesn't necessarily like clue in right away that like, oh, this is something I should talk about because I've been here for so like I've been in doing this for so long. Um, it felt it come, almost feels obvious. I know it's not obvious, but you know what I mean? So getting an outsider perspective or getting your, getting your thoughts on it. What questions do you have? What things have you said? What things do you want to know more about? What things are you learning about in your own healing and your own work of um, dismantling anti-fat bias? Thanks for being here. Make sure you subscribe. Um, share this episode with anyone who you think needs to hear it. Um, leave a, a review. That'd be great. And again, subscribing to my newsletter is a big help to me and I would really appreciate it. I hope you have a fantastic day. Thanks so much for listening. Bye.